course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled it. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Acquire from Lexington, Kentucky. I'm not sure uh, when it happened. It was just reported on the news uh, today. And uh, I thought I would share that with you for it has to do with our lesson. Uh, the lesson today is our first lesson. It is the first full episode of Flashpoint. Of course, I'm your host, Jared Burris, and I, I'd like to thank you for joining us. And let's get into it. I don't want to take too much of your time today. I don't want to uh, boggle you down and boggle your time down and, and take away. We, I understand we have busy schedules uh, that we got to get to, and we only have so much time in the day. But uh, So we may have to break this lesson up into two or three lessons, but that's okay. We're going to get through it. But today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a prophetic uh, fulfillment, a prophetic uh, a, a thing, I guess something that... Uh, has been debated for a while now. There's a lot of theologians out there, a lot of uh, ministers, pastors, people who will uh, have preached and they they try to teach that. Well, uh, you know, America is is Babylon and Revelation, and it's a uh, it's it's evil, it's horrible, it's bad. Yes, it, there are sins in this nation. There are things going on that uh, I know for sure. Abortion, to name just one, uh, that God is not happy with or pleased with. But United, the United States of America, I will show you today, and, and I will answer the question, is it in the Bible? Uh, you know, when the Antichrist comes, when the false prophet comes, the Bible says they will have control over the whole world. They will, they will control everything, the economics, the, the, the social climate, the political climate. They will control everything. It will be a full-on communistic dictatorship with no one else having to say so except for the Antichrist. Uh, so let's get into it. Now, the first thing we need to, uh, I, I want to teach you guys, I, I want to talk to you about or tell you, is the word end time itself. What does that mean? Uh, well, of course, it, it's not the, you know, a lot of times in, in movies here in the recent years, I know growing up, one big movie thing that was, always going on was the end of the world and this cataclysmic earthquake that was going to happen or a volcano or just all these uh, climate change events that were just going to take place and, and the whole world was just going to fall into the sea and, and blow up by an asteroid or something like that. Aerosmith did a great job with that. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
But what does end time mean? What, what does that word mean? Well, it's just simply the end of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, the word of God says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's literally asking for thy kingdom to come. Jesus was teaching for his kingdom to come back to the earth. And and, and so, you know, it's not the end. It's not, it's not done. Not yet. Now, we know through scripture of the millennial reign. Now, the millennial reign is a thousand year reign. It's a thousand years of nothing but true peace on earth with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, the king, the one who will set in Jerusalem and be the king of the world. Uh, If anybody out there says, I have the uh, answer for peace, I can bring peace, they're lying to you. They They cannot do that. Only Jesus Christ can bring peace. But let me take you to the book of Daniel. It is the 12th chapter, verse number 9. Let me take you to it now. It says, And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Now, this is God speaking to Daniel. This is the last chapter. This is, uh, you know, Daniel's finishing up. And, you know, several times Daniel, in the book of in the book of Daniel, He's asking God, God, help me understand what I'm seeing, these prophecies. Now, uh, let me give you this little tidbit. Daniel and Revelation are two close related books. Uh, They both speak of several of the same prophecies, and you cannot have one without the other. One supports another. In fact, if without the book of Daniel, I think it would be impossible for us to understand Revelation. It, it, It is kind of the chief cornerstone, per se. It is the foundation that you need, the book of Daniel, to get into Revelation. So uh, we'll go back and forth in prophecy uh, when we talk about this, you know, going back and forth between Daniel and Revelation. But let me read that again. It says, and he said, this is God talking to Daniel, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And this is, of course, Daniel 12 and 9. Now, uh, like I was saying, Daniel wanted to understand uh, the end time. He, he really wanted to, to know what it was talking about. But right here, God says, I'm sorry, Daniel. I, I, I'm not going to tell you. It's not for your time right now. It is for the end time. It is for another time other than your own. And so, uh, you know, and this was placed in our hands. You know, this was given to us, and I believe it is this time, it is now, I believe we are definitely living in the end time, uh, because we, we understand all these prophecies now, we can, we can look back at history, we, can, we have so many resources that we can connect the dots and have the Word of God and the Holy Ghost reveal these things to us. Now, I want to take you to Daniel 7 and verses 1 through 8. Now, how do we know it is the end time? So let's go to Daniel 7, uh, starting at verse number 1, and and we're going to see just how we know it's the end time. Uh, The book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 1, says, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions of his head as he lay in his bed. He had a dream. Then he wrote down the dream and told the sum of the matter. Daniel declared, I saw in a vision... 
in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea, and four great beasts came up out of the sea, different from one another. The first king was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Then as I looked, as its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man, and the, man, and the mind of the man was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one, like a bear. And it was raised up on one side. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And it was told, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I looked, and behold, another like a leopard, with four wings of a bird on its back. And the beast had four heads, and and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful, and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left it with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Verse number eight, I considered the horns, and behold, there came up one came up among them another horn, a little horn, before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. Now this is Daniel chapter 7 verse 1 through 8. Now let's now let's summarize real quick what we just read. Now now first we saw a lion with eagle's wings. We saw a bear with three ribs and we saw a leopard with four heads and we saw a 10-horned beast. Now now what does all this symbolize? What do these beasts mean? Well, if you go to Daniel 7 and 23, it tells us so let's go real quick to Daniel seven twenty three, And it says, Thus he said, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all kingdoms. And it shall devour the whole earth, and trample it down, and break it to pieces. So what are the beast? It is a king and his kingdom or nation along with the ruler of that nation. So the word of God is telling us these Beast are kingdoms, or their kings, or their nations. So, so we know now it's a nation. And so, when will these nations exist? Would be our next question. Well, the thrones were cast down, and and the ancient of days did sit in Daniel seven nine through twelve. So let's go to go to Daniel seven and go to nine through twelve. That was a continuation from eight. So going from it, it says, as I looked, thrones were placed, and the ancient of days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court set in judgment, and the books were open. I looked, and because the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking, and as I looked, the beast was killed and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. So this is answering for us uh, when these nations will exist. When will they exist? They're going to exist right before God comes back. We we can look at these symbols, these uh, scriptures we've been given, and we can say, okay, if we can identify these nations are these nations one in our time? 
are they where we're living right now? And, and so, of course, we will emphatically tell you, yes, they are. And, and so, so this is telling us, you know, when these nations will exist, which is before Jesus comes back. And it's the transition from human government to a kingdom of God. For a long time, God has allowed man to rule. He's allowed Satan to rule in this earth. And that's going to come to a stop. And it needs to come to a stop. You look at our world today and what corruption do we see? Gosh, I mean, every day, you know, it's just bickering and fighting and, and there's no common ground and, and and just corruption after corruption. You know, gosh, it, it's a running joke now of our politicians uh, committing adultery and, and, and treasonous things. And, and I mean, just absolute sin from top to bottom. And so, it, believe me, it's it's about time for that to take place when human government needs to end and we need to go on to the kingdom of God. But let's go back to Daniel 7.11, which it said, I looked then because of the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking. And as I looked, the beast was killed and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. In verse 12 again, as for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Now, this verse works in correlation with Revelation 19 and 20. If you were to go, and I want you and encourage you to go to Revelation 19 and 20, it is talking about the beast, the Antichrist and the false prophet, and how they were going to be destroyed at the battle of Armageddon. God will take them. He will destroy them. He will throw them into the lake of fire to serve and to be around no more, to deceive uh, the people. And so, uh, and then verse 12, you look and it says, and as for the rest of the beast, you know, remember we just learned that the beasts are nations or kings or kingdoms. Uh, they have their dominion taken away. In other words, their, their power. Uh, they're not going to be able to vote in the UN, UN Security Council. Of course, that ain't going to be around. But uh, they're not going to have any power. They're not going to have a military. They're not going to have anything. No more power. Their dominion was taken away but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Isn't that just like our God, that he will punish the devil, he will punish the absolute evildoers, but he will extend mercy at the same time? Uh, an amazing God we serve. But Jesus will reign as king of kings during the millennial reign. Uh, he will return to the earth during the lifetime of these nations. So, so if we can pinpoint when these nations are, who these nations are, we can say, well, in the lifetime of these nations, Jesus will come back. Now, think about history. You know, you had the Roman Empire. You had all these empires. Are they still around today? No, because nations have their time. Gosh, you think about our great nation. It's not been around that long. It's still a relatively young nation. It's aged quite a bit so far, uh, I will say. Uh, but besides that, it is a relatively very young nation. And so... Nations don't last that long. There's, I, as far as I know, there's not a nation that is around right now that was around back when the Romans were around. You know, you, you don't still find the Assyrians running around somewhere or the uh, the, the Philistines. You, you, you know, you don't, don't don't see Goliath's family members still going around. But so everything has its time and its place. So let me get to our first nation here, and let's see. I'm going to give you a few of these, and let's see if we can pinpoint and see if there's a correlation with the symbol we're given and with a nation of today. So going back to Daniel 7 and 4, it says, The first was like a lion, 
and had eagle's wings. So imagine a lion with the wings of an eagle. Then as I looked, its wings were plucked off. For some reason, the, the wings get plucked off of this lion. And it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man. So the wings are plucked off and it's made into its own entity. It's made into the, and it stood on its feet like a man. It becomes its own thing. And, and of course, you still have the lion. The lion's still there. And it, and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man. And the mind of a man was given to it. It was given knowledge. And behold, another beast, a second one like a bear. And it was raised up on one side. It had three ribs and its mouth between its teeth. And it was told, Arise, devour much flesh. Now, let's focus on seven and four there. I know I went to five, but let's just go back to four and stay there. So you have a lion. Wings get plucked. Or has wings of an eagle. Those get plucked. So one nation here, lion, becomes two. Now, can you tell me, and can you think in your mind right now, is there a, I guess, a correlation, let's go with sports. Sports, what's one thing you that, that's always associated with a college sports team? A mascot. They always have a mascot. I live here in Tennessee. I, I support my Vols, and their mascot is Smokey. It's a dog. And, uh, and of course, whoever you root for, think of that mascot. Now, let's go back to the Bible here. Now, is there a nation in our present day that has a mascot of a lion? Well, sure there is. The mascot of a lion. Google it real quick. Go into Google, type in British lion. Now, obviously, what do you see? If you go to the images part there, you see tons of statues of lions. That is there. It's on their logo. It is their official mascot per se you know going back to the the college experience here and the college reference but it is their mascot it's it's the british lion so we can conclude and we can say from these scriptures and from the prophecies that great britain is the lion that daniel 7 4 is talking about now moving on here real quick i don't want to take up too much of your time i'm going over a little time right now but the bear Now, what's the bear? Daniel 7 and 5 says, And behold, another beast, a second one, like a bear, it raised up on one side, it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth, and it was told, Arise, devour much flesh. Now, I want you to do another experiment. Go back into Google. I'm sure you might still be there. Type in Russian bear. And look at those images. Look at all the images that reference Russia with the bear. So we can conclude here our second nation that we know that will be around when Jesus Christ comes back to this earth is the nation of Russia. They are the bear. Now, at the beginning of this program, I told you the one one, one big debate in the prophecy world is America, are they Babylon? Who are they? Are they going to be around? Are they going to be wiped off? You know, a lot of people like to think the worst automatically. I'll admit I did too before I started studying Bible prophecy. But let's go back to Daniel 4 real quick, and we're going to end with this. Like I said, I'm not going to take up too much of your time here. But let's answer the question that I brought to you today. Daniel, back to Daniel 7 and 4, it says, The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Then as I looked, its wings were plucked off. So if we're seeing that these, you know, the Bible told us that these beasts are represent nations or kings or kingdoms. So here's a beast, a lion, a nation. We know it's Great Britain now. Now what, tell me, what nation 
has come out of Great England or Great Britain. It is America. It is our nation that has come out of them. You remember the Declaration of Independence. Here's a fun little uh, thing. Now, I don't know if God meant for this to happen. I, I, I just look at it as a funny correlation uh, of it. When did our Independence Day, when, when did we celebrate Independence Day? July 4th, 1776. What book, what verse and book did I just give you, or chapter did I just give you? Daniel 7 and 4. July 4th, 7 4. Daniel 7 and 4. I always thought it was a little bit of cool in school. Of course, it, you know, it, it, as far as we know, it, it doesn't really matter. No. Uh, but it's just a little fun little tidbit you can have fun with there. But I thought it, it's still interesting. So, uh, so Daniel 7 and 4, those eagles, it, you know, it, it, they, those wings, they plucked off the lion, and then it said it, it stood up like a man. And, and, a, and a man's mind was given to it. it. It become its own nation. So we can safely say that, yes, that America will be one of the nations when Jesus comes back that will be on earth. So can we absolutely 100% surely say that America will be here uh, when Jesus comes back at the Battle of Armageddon? After the tribulation, after all these things that have happened, after World War III, will they be here? My full belief from what I see in Scripture, is yes, we will still be here. Uh, because I think there's another big reason, and we'll get to that. Uh, maybe I'll give you a, little, a, a few little, drop a little bit to you next episode. But, uh, but yes, you know, the Declaration of Independence, the, the, you know, the, the, the verse says that a man's heart will be given to it. Well, what's another one of our mascots besides the eagle? It's Uncle Sam. You've seen the posters. You, you type in Uncle Sam and Google once again. Here's another Google experiment for you. And, and there's Uncle Sam. I want you. We know the posters from World War II. I want you. And so a man's heart was given to it. And, and so I don't know about you, but in a world that has gone crazy, I couldn't be more happier to be where I'm at in America. Yes, it is having its hard times. And I will admit first that Christians are, things are getting a little bit more tougher for us than they've ever have been. But that's not new for Christians. We just have to continue to stand. We just have to continue to listen to God and do what He asks us to do, to be an example, to, to love our neighbor, to be an example that way, to love and to save that which is lost. It's not our job to start a revolution. It's not our job to pick up pitchforks and guns and, and go out and fight. That's not a Christian's job. A Christian's job is to love. Period. It's to love. And so you think about the disciples. You think about what they went through, the persecution. You know, they were, they were murdered. They were martyred for the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't, they didn't go try to fight. So uh, now I'm all for the Second Amendment. I'm all for defending your home. I think that's common sense. I think God would expect that from you. He wouldn't want you to for an intruder to break into your house and to, uh, for you just to sit there and say, oh, uh, uh, Jesus loves you, don't do this. I, I think he would want you to uh, defend yourself, but defend your family. He gave the same instinct to a mother bear. If you walk into a mother bear's, uh, her little cove, wherever she's sleeping, you want to pet those baby bears, well, you, you be ready to be lunch because she's going to go after you. She don't care that you're just there to pet them. She, she's going to defend her home. But America is in the Bible. It will be there at the end. I fully believe that, and the scriptures do teach that. So like I said, we, we may not get through 
all of the lesson I had for you today, and and, and I was correct. We're going to have to break it up into uh, two parts. There's just a lot in there. And of course, like I said, my one of my goals is not to take up all your time. And so, uh, without anything else given to you, thanks for joining today. Come back, join us again. Uh, we're going to go over some more. There are some more nations. There are some more things we need to talk about. We're going to uh, go into the, the leopard. We're going to go into the the four heads of the leopard. Uh, what does that mean? You know, Why does this leopard, crazy looking leopard, have four heads? But we're going to get into a lot of things. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you for being here. Continue to listen. Come back and join me. And uh, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your listenership. And uh, God bless. Jared Burke, Flashpoint.